Hello and welcome to the Snippets of Leadership podcast. Today I want to share a very interesting piece of analysis that I've managed to carry out myself based on data that I've collected. Now, you know that I've got my emotional intelligence test self-assessment out on my website. If you don't, it's for free. You can take it directly and it will tell you what your general level of emotional intelligence is and how you score in the four areas that build emotional intelligence. It's anonymous, so I won't see who took it, but I've managed to collect data about of about 260 people that took the test before you. And it is honestly extremely revealing of one aspect. Briefly, I need to make a brief intro to this. Um, emotional intelligence is built on four main areas. Um, self-awareness, knowing what you're feeling and why. Self-regulation, ability to influence your own emotional state and your behaviors that derive from it. Um, other awareness, so reading other people's emotional state via body language, for example. And being able to interact at an emotional level with others to solve a conflict, to motivate, to uplift, to... Um, have people bounce back from a setback, etc. Now, we all know that emotional intelligence is relevant and any manager knows this, at least in theory. And what emerged from this is that out of all those four areas, there is one that stands out. So mind you, this is a self-assessment of four areas that are tied together. The stronger you are in the early ones, so for example, self-assessment, automatically the better you will be in the other ones. Now, if you look at the average results on, of the self-assessment in all the four areas, they are slightly distance, about six percentage points, with the highest one being the last one. So in layman terms, Leaders think that their ability to interact emotionally with others, to motivate, to read others, is slightly better than the other areas. Six percentage points may not seem like much, and it's actually not, but it becomes very interesting when you plot it against another set of data, which is the concentration of the answers around the means. Long story short, if you look at those four areas, the first three show that answers vary quite a lot around the mean. So the mean is still the same, but there is a lot of variability. So it can go from one to seven because that's the scale. All the points are scattered around, along that axis. But in the last one that also has a higher mean, they're a lot more concentrated around it. What does that mean? It means that managers leaders feel a lot more certain on average about their ability to interact with others and a lot more uncertain in their ability to assess their own emotion, control their own emotion and recognize other people's emotion. And I hope you can see why this it almost doesn't make sense because we have that emotional intelligence is built on four areas that are four different steps. And unless you feel sure about your ability and you know that you can assess your own emotions, regulate them, keep them under control and read what other people are going through, well, unless you have that 
how can you expect to be able to interact well emotionally with others when they need to when you need to open that communication channel so my result my outcome of this is the fact that there is a good aspect to this the fact that managers recognize the importance of emotional intelligence. They want to uh, interact with others. They want to use it and gain the benefits of the office, not just per se, but because they care genuinely about people who are around them. But because that fourth area is the one with the most tangible and visible results, the tendency is to go directly there. However, if you don't have everything else built beforehand, your results in or your ability to achieve what you want to achieve with an emotional interaction with others may be, I don't want to say pointless, but it might be difficult. So my suggestion would be for you, first of all, to take the test and see where you are in this. It's non-judgmental. I don't see who you are and it's meant simply to help you see what areas you may be stronger or weaker. And think about it for yourself. If you recognize yourself in this description, would it be worth maybe doing some self-work first, doing catching up on other skills that may enable you to be better at the area you're interested in? What do you think? Ever thought about it before? I'm curious to know. For now, thank you, stay safe, and talk soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Eduardo Bindazane from EBZ Coaching. I'm a leadership and communication trainer and consultant. And if you have any questions about what you've heard in this episode, please reach out to me via LinkedIn, Facebook, or my website. I'll be answering the most interesting questions on the show. And if you know someone that will benefit from this type of content, please make sure you recommend this podcast to them. Thank you and see you next time.